Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to ROM Book Pod, inclusively yours. We are a weekly podcast that talks about diverse books, celebrating them one delightful trope at a time. And this week, we are going to continue with our theme of unlikable protagonists and why they are unlikable. And it's going to be such a fun discussion. I am Mika. I always forget to say my name. (laughs) And... (laughs) And hi, Melinda. Hello. We have a really special guest today. I'm so excited. We have Fumi Baker. Hello, Fumi. Hey, guys. I am so excited to have you you as a guest. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to talk about romance books. I mean, I could, I do do it all day and I will continue to do it all day. So, hey, (laughs) H-E-S forever. Um, so Fumi, could you, I know I follow you on, I follow you on Twitter. I love your Twitter. You are so much fun. Um, could you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, I'd love to. So I'm Fumi. I'm 26. I have been reading romance books since I was probably 12. I love them. I am at Fumi Reads HEAs on Twitter or when Fumi met romance. And then I have a book, um, a bookstagram where I like review books and talk romance. I'm an aspiring writer. So I've actually been working on my own, a couple of projects and I hope to, um, be continuing to go forward with that. Ooh, I love that. Just chill. I just, I work in the healthcare industry and I love to tweet. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I too love to tweet (laughs) about, books and anything on my on the I think of so we are so thrilled to have you thank you so much so I want to ask we're going to talk about unlikable protagonists and so for me I am probably going to focus more on unlikable women and why what makes someone unlikable and why do we like them okay let me just say first of all unlikable is the worst word ever just about for me just because I it just in romance because I hate it so much because when I see that term I'm just like okay you think the royal you or whatever like they think that it's unlikable generally that means me I want to immediately buy that book and love them and call them mine forever and ever because I am almost always guaranteed to love that character yeah, I'm the same way. I, I often find that it's unfair. I, I feel like it's usually like an unfair kind of thing that they tag on to, uh, to characters. And I'll admit, when I was younger and just a lot less wise, I was quick to particularly dislike women characters. And it was just something I, I needed some education. And <laughs> I got that as I got older. So it's usually unfair, in my opinion. Um, what do you think, Mika? Well, so when we first talked about this episode, I told I told Melinda, I was like, oh, great. We can we can subtitle this podcast as therapy for Mika's internalized misogyny. (laughs) So so I have a hard time with unlikable characters. I think I think that part of it is has been because like I grew up in the South. And so you are always taught to be like sweet as pie in the South, which doesn't mean shit with a good bless your heart. Um, (laughs) And, and then like, and then like having, having a very visible disability 
like anything that I do that I have done that seems like it goes against someone else's perceptions has always been has always made people think that I was ungrateful. And so I think I took a lot of that into into my reading. And and so I've really had to be like, okay, so if if a if a cishet man did this, would this upset me? And if the answer is no, then I'm probably being unfair to the heroine. So with that said, I love unlikable characters because well, I'm, I'm getting to love them. Let me say <laughs> it's taken some work. It's taken some work. I am a work in progress, but I like, so there I spite by books. So um, there is someone on my Goodreads that I follow who anytime that she's like, this heroine is a slut. I'm like, yes, one click. Got it. <laughs> yes. So I always like use that person to like just spite by books. It is, it is so great. I mean, I think you both have really good points because I think that when I was like maybe in college, I would be like, okay, I like the vulnerable, like really um, sweet female main characters who are just like going to bat their eyelids and have no ulterior motives. And now I'm like, I want those, you know, main characters who bat their eyelids but you know have those ulterior motives and just want to you know con the main character into you know bed or something to get their you know badass whatever at the end and I would much rather have that anymore but I think when I was younger I was just like you Fumi that I liked a different type of character and now I just want those messy anything any character I want a messy realistic character yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I think I have such like a, a big appreciation for like harder, particularly harder female characters that I mean, I judge them so much when they kind of had ulterior motives or or just weren't complete or they didn't just immediately accept the the weak apology <laughs> yeah. that, that, yes. that was given yes. by the guy. I was like, oh, my gosh, can't you see that, you know, you're so ungrateful. He he wants to be with you. Never yes. must say he was an asshole for like 150 pages. <laughs> and now I'm like, you make him grovel and you make him grovel so good. So yes. that's what I need to see now. And I like it when that happens. I've learned that there's like different levels of because oftentimes when we say unlikable characters, you know, we're we might be talking about people who are like flawed or they're super prickly or, or what have you. But I think there's like different levels that make people dislike characters. So, and I found like, sometimes it's, it's as simple as this person is, let's say you're reading like a spy novel or something. And, and the female protagonist goes out there and does something badass. Then people are like, well, she's too stupid to live. Right. But if like the male protagonist did something like that, then it's all, oh, my gosh. Oh, you're so brave. Um, Which is why I had to start checking myself and being like, if a guy did this, would I be angry? (laughs) And if the answer is yes, then I'm like, okay, I feel all right. (laughs) So but if but usually it's a big um, usually it's a big no. Do you find that that there's like just different levels of reasons why people dislike dislike a character? Yes. Yeah. So you said, do I find that there's different levels? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can, it, it runs the gambit from, you know, they did this little thing that this idiosyncrasy that I just hate or, you know, this person massively sucks. 
I always take everything with a grain of salt, though, because sometimes I see the reason and I'm like, I don't know why this ruined the whole book for you or why you can't stand this person now. (laughs) I get real ragey about um, slut shaming. That makes me... Mm -hmm. That makes yes. me very mad because I'm just like, why can't she like sex? I think that's awesome. And I, if she's having sex with someone who's not the main character on page one, I'm like, okay, great. She likes I mean, sex. I just got older and I, and to anyone who likes it, that's fine. But I stopped craving that, that like, I don't know anything in the bed I'm like that's gotta be scary oh my god (laughs) you know like that's not exciting to me I I I would like some knowledge I like when a girl knows what she's doing and can like really enjoy it like that kind of at that point make it closed door I don't want to read the scene almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) I do like it when she when she's able to be like okay now this is what I like and I I like it when they're able to show them something I always find that an interesting situation Mm -hmm. I feel like the Twitter romance community has definitely helped me like what we call quote unquote unlikable characters because now like I like to read about I like to read it all I want the messy I want people in distress I want like the badasses I want the flawed people just give give all of it to me and less trash ass heroes so (laughs) that should be our motto yeah less Less trash ass heroes trash ass heroes I feel like I want to say kind of becoming one made me like them. Like I was in school and I was a goody, absolute goody two shoes, went to college, uh, joined a sorority and just chose a whole different way. But I always say like living in a sorority house, like I live with 86 women in a house was like a case study. Like it, it just magnified so many things and the aggressive slut shaming that I saw um, that was posed on us and, and, the guys were doing in the fraternities doing whatever they wanted with whoever mm-hmm. they wanted. And then like you made out with two guys and slut, slut, slut. And so I was like, oh, I'm not about that life. Like I'm going to argue with anybody, defend anybody. And so kind of becoming an aggressive, ornery girl who admitted that she likes sex made me appreciate those girls in books. <laughs> Hey, sweet. And that makes complete sense to me. And I feel the same way. Like when you see just a bitchy character, I feel like that is why I like them because I'm bitchy in real life. And I'm like, yes, but you see reviews and they're like, oh, why was this character so bitchy? And I'm like, but that's real life. Like people are bitches and they deserve love too, damn it. So I appreciate that. I'm like, oh, shit, now I'm spending more money. (laughs) As soon as I read that review, I'm like, mine, this book belongs to me. (laughs) So speaking of books, do, so um, Fumi, do you have any recommendations for books that might have unlikable protagonists? Definitely. Of course, I've always got to plug my favorite author of any genre, but also romance, Beverly Jenkins again. So her book, Nighthawk has an unlikable heroine in it named Maggie. She's a uh, real rough and crass, but she's had a hard life. She's just had, she's taken so many knocks. I feel like, I know for a fact she's disliked by the people in the book. Like a lot of people dislike her for her lifestyle. And um, she's just been poor and had to survive, you know? But I could see, I could see some um, readers not liking her because she's, 
she holds she holds the main character accountable and she's not um she's not a wilting she's not a wilting flower you know what I mean she's hard and she stays that way I like that so that is Nighthawk by Beverly Jenkins and then um, a newer book that recently came out, Unsolicited Love by Alexandra Warren. Um, it basically has a woman in it who fleeces guys. <laughs> like, like she literally is, a, she literally hustles men. She doesn't do it anymore, but she got an itch to do it again and met her match trying to completely rob this guy blind uh, during a sexual encounter. And I loved it. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So she's, a, she's a thief. I'm about this. I'm about this life. I mean, not personally, but <laughs> I'm not out here. You're like, I could be. guys. I could be, though. <laughs> I have one of her books. Not that one. I can't remember which one I own, but I have one of her books, and I haven't read it yet, but I am really excited, too, because I've heard great things. Oh, my gosh. Major fan. Major fan. She's an inspiration. Like, oh, I want to I, I wanna be her, I think. I think I want to be her. <laughs> She, this this reminds me of like something that we used to do back in, in high school, which was like um, my friend and I had a little a little book where we would meet if we met guys we would rate them. So we were like a walk a walking Yelp before there was actual Yelp. <laughs> we were like Yelp for dating, <laughs> and and so like if it was like three or lower, it was like you know getting a it was like getting a ride share. So you would never like want to talk to that person anymore. But if it was like four or higher, then then you know, you at least got an opportunity for a second date. Like, okay, we'll look at this person. We'll get a second date again. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I am an unlikable, I was an unlikable heroine in the young adult novel. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. And what about, what about you, Melinda? Well, I think that Fumi also wanted to talk about Destiny's Surrender. Ooh. Yes, I do. I want to, talk, sorry, I forgot about <laughs> Tell us all about it. So, Destiny's Surrender is the second book in um, in a trilogy by Beverly Jenkins. And basically, we've got and- Andrew Yates, and he's uh, just a Lothario. He's so sexy, and he's a lawyer, and he's so charming, and he's he's a hoe. Like, he, he sleeps around <laughs> and doesn't want to settle down, despite his mom really wanting him to. And he's got his favorite... His favorite whore named Billy, and he absolutely adores her. They have amazing sex and a really good time. And one day she kind of goes goes missing, and it's because she gets pregnant. So she pops up at his door, and she's like, uh, this is your son, and I need you to keep him because I am in danger. And she is a real whore. Like, she is having not you know, a nice little courtesan who might have tickled a pickle here and there. (laughs) This is a real working whore who's putting in true shifts. So this book is just so ridiculously good. Like it starts out literally Billy is, you know, in the middle of her sex work. Like, you find out later it's the actual, you know, hero, but you don't know that to begin with. Like, it's oh, just, wow. it's so freaking good. It started off with a bang. And when I reread it today, I forgot that it started off like when she was in the throes of sex. And I was just like, this is so good. Like, like, <laughs> oh, like who does that? 
Miss Bev does that. Like she, oh, it was so freaking good. And you don't know that that's like who she ends up with. So you just like, bam, in the middle of it. And you're like, holy crap, she's a whore, but it's fine. And not only that, so Billy is just unapologetic and she's such a badass. I loved her so much and she's super funny and just like, I'm a whore. What of it? Yeah. I mean, she's deadpan keeping it real. This is what I do. This is how I got this money and say what you want. But you weren't saying, you know, when she had to put him in his place when he got mad when she popped up and she was like, you were not saying that when I was sucking you off. I was like, you're damn right. Damn. (laughs) It's so, oh, Mika, I love this book. Like I had not read it until Fumi wanted to talk about it. And I was like, I like Miss Bev's writing. I'm totally going to read this one. Why haven't I before? And then I was like, oh my God, I loved it so much. And so I have, before I had one book like one of her healer ones was my absolute favorite. And now Billy is right up there. Like it's neck and neck for me because Billy was just amazing. Oh, that is awesome. You know, and there's not, there are so many romances that start out and it's usually like the guy is in the throes of having sex. It's always like, it's always the hero, you know, Mm -hmm. having sex with someone and usually having the absolute audacity to um shame like the person that he's with that's not the that's not like the heroine which which is um a real irritation <laughs> for me because if you're if you can't respect if you can't respect a sex partner your sex partner like you don't deserve an HEA you can just fall right off a cliff <laughs> oh yeah and that there's this funniest scene that I was dying in where so they get married this total spoilers, you know, it's fine, but they get married. And so she talks to her mother-in-law about sex and I was dying because her mother-in-law is like, how do you even enjoy sex? Like you were a whore or whatever. And Billy's just talking to her about orgasms. And I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was a great scene. Something cool. Well, so I went to KissCon last year and anytime Miss Bev was on a panel, I was like, that's where I'm going to be naturally. So she talked about this book and she said, she said she wanted to write a book about a real whore because she says she, when she reads, I'm paraphrasing, but when she sees, you know, the courtesans and the whores in books, she's like, that's not a real whore. And she's like, I'm going to write a real whore. (laughs) And I hadn't read that book yet. So I, I come back and I'm like, she did just that. Like she truly wrote, her that way but I think it was very important to do that because I think when we they write when they write characters who are sex workers they make it so the sex work so light as if to say she's not that bad you know yes I I feel like they they tone it down like you know she only had sex with this one person or she you know Billy literally goes in public and sees her customers. And I just appreciate that, you know, she's still deserving of the world and respect. And she demands that respect and her honesty about what she does. So I think it was amazing that she truly wrote a a sex worker and said, so what? She still deserves that HEA. And I agree. Damn straight. She did a great job with that part of it, I think, as well. Like, it just, yeah, everything about it from beginning to end, I really, really loved Billy. I want to just go read this book. My gosh, this sounds so good. 
Oh, I mean, so it's I highly surrender. recommend it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you'd love it. It goes by so fast. It's because it's just so it's riveting. It's exciting, and it's so heartwarming. Like I just I loved Billy. Like I love who she is, and I wanted the world for her because she deserved it. And you know, just seeing the people come to love her and and, and give to her give her the due that she deserves. It's just so rewarding. Like you're just going to care about her so much. And the other thing that um, Beverly Jenkins did was all of the um, women in the book, like the other family members that are women in the book are very supportive, like right away. And I just really love that the men, not so much. They took a little bit to, you know, come to accept her, but I just love that his extended family. um, The women were just like, yeah, She's a whore, but we can accept her. She's part of the family now. And I just thought that was really oh, nice to awesome. see. That's so awesome. Yeah, Sweet. I think she kind of wrote it as as realistically as possible. I just, yeah, I, I just think she took a lot of care with it. Like, like even the the hero, like, he wasn't immediately okay with the situation. He lashed out, called her out of her name, called her a bitch, and called her conniving. And Oh, yeah. I, I appreciated that. Again, they didn't, she, you know, Beverly Jenkins didn't, you know, just kind of like gloss over things and make it kind of like a fantasy. Like this was a real story with some real repercussions to getting married to her with real people who weren't good to her. And she yeah. had to kind of, you know, fight that. So I, I, I enjoy kind of that, that authenticity to it. So Miss Bev, my favorite one of hers, like, before I read Destiny Surrender is vivid. Have you ever read that one before oh, for yeah. me? Oh. I assumed so because I know you adore her <laughs> and yeah. everything she does. <laughs> so vivid, I don't know what it is about it. It just, oh, I love it so much. So vivid is a doctor. So she leaves her home in California and travels to Michigan and she travels there and she has been accepted to be the doctor in Michigan and they don't know that she's a woman until she gets there. And so Nate, who is, I think he's the mayor there. He's super mad upon finding out that she's a woman And she is super pissed that he does not want to accept her as the doctor. And he's like, no, go home. You traveled, you know, cross country for no reason. We don't want you here. Oh, wow. I fell in love with Vivid the second that she literally shoots him to get his attention. Like she, (laughs) she shoots like his hat off of his head. And I'm literally DMing my friend like, okay, you have to read this book immediately. I was, she had my heart. I was like madly in love with her right then. Yeah, she was, she was a badass, and, um, she didn't take no for an answer and, and you can't back in that and you shouldn't now, but you can't back then. Like being a female doctor, you went through all that just to listen to this guy say no, hell no. It's so good. It's like post-Civil War in Michigan, which I feel is kind of an odd place to set that. But I love it. I live in Ohio. So it was a super interesting. And I'm because it's Beverly Jenkins, I'm 100% positive that it's realistic because she does everything Mm -hmm. realistic. And it was just phenomenal. And so now Vivid and Billy are tied for my favorite. She's done quite a bit of Michigan. Yes, because she's she's from from Detroit. Right. Yeah. So she's got a couple books that are 
that are said in there, which I like too, because I mean, when I read her books, I learn so much. Obviously, the American education system just teaches you about Martin Luther King and like Mary Bethune and and that's it that's black history so I love reading your books because I get to read my favorite genre in the world and then I get to learn about my culture in ways that I've never would have had afforded to me and so especially in the Midwest because you don't really hear a lot about like civil rights in the Midwest or like what was going on during that time everything is very centered in the south and maybe like the east coast so it's interesting to kind of read about what was going on in Michigan she does yes she does that so well and then she does her author note and like her bibliography and everything there's Mm -hmm. it's amazing I it's just a ridiculous amount of information that's a fount of information I love it that is amazing yeah she's she's we stand for Miss Bev always (laughs) over here (laughs) oh yeah she's changed like my life like I just just her books are just so important like you know and and it I I wish there was more like I wish there was more like historical romances with just with like, you know, just different characters. Like I just recently read um, a historical romance by Lydia San Andres and it was set in the Spanish or like the Caribbean, but it was like Spanish speaking Caribbean. And it was so interesting just to read about that culture in, 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 in the 1900s. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. We need more of this. We can't just all have Regency romance books. Right. (laughs) Getting out of our own area is nice for once. I'm side note. I am looking for a I'm looking for a romance that takes place during World War Two, because I've read like a lot of books about girls going signing up for the Red Cross and things like that. But I was like, "Where where are the black women? You know, so I would love to see more of a lens, a lens for that. That's just hard because when you look at World War II romance, you get real iffy romances where people do real crappy stuff like with Nazis and stuff. So, yeah. 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 Don't do that. Don't write that. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't write that. Sorry. Quick shout out. Kaya. I'm looking her name up right now. Kaya. She writes under Kaya Writes on Twitter. Is writing for Avon right now. A romance about the black women who distributed the mail for the European theater during World War II. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think she, yeah, the 6,888th Postal Battalion. um, It's currently titled Soldier Girls, and she sold it to Tessa Woodward at Avon slash William Morrow Books. So she's currently working on that, which sounds like is right up Yes. that description you just asked for. And then I know in the future she also wants to, she and I have talked about how she wants to do a, um, a romance series inspired by the Negro Baseball Leagues oh, um, that would be as amazing. well. So oh, we're reading a book um, on that right now. So yeah, Kaya writes K-A-I-A writes on Twitter and Instagram she is working on it <laughs> sweet that is so something to look forward to Yay! <laughs> that is a boon that is amazing I'm I can't wait I'll be Ask buying and that I shall receive. yeah and she's always <laughs> tweeting cool black female history stuff on twitter and stuff so she's a, a great follow that's awesome I'm working on a historical romance too so that's 
really excited. Oh my goodness. Sweet. Thank you, Sarah. So Melinda, do you have any any um, other recommendations? I do. Besides Vivid, I have, you know, one of my faves, Holly Trent. I can't go, you know, a week without talking about her because I love her. One of hers, she has many unlikable um, female main characters, which I love. But one of them that is contemporary, I would say, is writing her in. It is one of her more recent ones, and it is a polyamorous romance with a married couple and a woman that they both fall in love with. It's not really a menage in a physical sense, but it's more in a romantic sense that they all three are in a relationship together. But So Adrian and Dara, they've been married since high school, and then they fall in love with Stasia. And Stasia is super complicated. She is a writer and she is very curmudgeonly in her own words. She's very prickly. She doesn't like to be around people. Um, and she's just real suspicious of the couple and like what they want from her. And I just love this book because it's it, it does the exploration of the polyamorous relationship really interestingly. And it does not center Adrian at all, which is so rare. It really centers the women's relationship. And it was really beautiful. And I just really liked that a lot. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I follow her on Twitter and she's a joy. Oh my gosh. She's such a joy. She's wonderful. You yeah. also just follow all the people that we follow on Twitter. Basically. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, please. I love Holly and everything she writes just about, but I really have liked her um, contemporary. The series is great. So that's all my recs. All right. Well, I have a few that I wanted to wanted to bring up because despite me being like, oh, well, I don't know that I really like unlikable characters. I realize I read a lot of books that have them. So... <laughs> So this would not be an episode of, of Rom Book Pod without me plugging a paranormal book, paranormal romance novel. <laughs> so Nalini Singh, who writes a whole bunch of books, but this one is the is in the Sia Changeling series. This is called Shards of Honor. Shards of Hope. Oh, see, I lied. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is called Shards of Hope. And I'm going to try to talk about this book without giving any spoilers because it is way deep in the side changeling um, book book order. But the one of the main characters, she is her name is Zyra and she is like a take no she's like a take no shit kind of individual. Um, she does not believe that she really deserves to be loved and she only wants to help the hero put you know achieve all of his goals for himself and his and his squadron and she a lot of people don't like her because they feel like she is like too um too like tortured and i'm like but people trip over themselves for a book with a tortured hero all the time and and i will fight for zyra i'm not lying i i would i would fight for zyra um (laughs) so she but she is like she's super jealous she's super she wants she wants things kind of done her way and 
and a lot of people don't like her because she is also kind of a fighter. And these are all of the things that I absolutely love about her. She is super complicated. She is extremely flawed. She is also extremely dangerous. I mean, Nalini can do no wrong in my eyes. So, and I loved this book. I loved Zyra. I thought she was great. So I thought, but I know that a lot of people did not super love her. But I do, and I'm here to say that they're all wrong. Um, <laughs> Fight for your girl. That's it. That's it. And then the other book, the other thing I wanted to just kind of mention before I say my last recommendation is that sometimes I think that that there are books that we don't like because, like, the reason why we find the character unlikable is because they mirror something that we have ourselves done and maybe something about ourselves that we don't like and it's always easier to look at someone else and kind of judge them on what they should be doing um when maybe we have done like the exact same thing so there is a book which I won't mention by name because it is not my favorite but there was a book that I read where like I'm just like oh my god why are you making all of these like shitty decisions and she was in a like she was in a relationship with someone and it was like the exact like mirror image relationship that I was in at the time and every time and when I read it I'm like oh my god why are you doing this he's not gonna just he's not gonna drop everything for you he's not gonna do this for you <laughs> and you're like wait that. a second and I'm like oh and, it, and then it took like Someone asked me, like, why is that book not your favorite? And I'm like, oh, my God, you just don't understand. This dumb girl, she's, like, dating this guy that's never going to get out of his, his current relationship. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. This is me. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but it was, you know, it's still not my favorite in the in the series. I felt like the romance is super shortchanged. But it really taught me like a lesson about about how I was really using I was really projecting my own experiences and maybe the things that I wish I had done because everything that I was like yelling at this heroine about were the same things that my friends were telling me when I was in a very similar like relationship so it's just amazing how that happens that is some amazing introspection (laughs) it took it definitely took a while and I definitely understand her a lot more the other book, though, that I do want to talk about is one that I read, I just finished today, and it's actually, um, it is a YA novel, and with a very, like, sweet yet fraught romance, I guess I would say. It's an FF novel, and so basically these teenagers are, this, the one of the heroines is very much like the glue that holds the friend group together. And so everybody in this friend group has some sort of, some kind of a, um, some kind of trauma or something like very bad that has happened. And Ryan, one of the heroines is just like, okay, like, I'm just going to yell at you until you're my friend. Like you obviously need help. So I'm just going to be a bitch to you until you decide, (laughs) until you decide to be my friend and hang out with our friend group. And so there's a new girl that comes that shows up and comes to the school and um, Ryan asks, kind of asks the friend group, like she's very angry. Alexandria is extremely angry. And so neither one of them would, would be what I would consider very likable heroines, I guess. But they, 
you know, she gets her, Ryan gets the friend group to just kind of be a jerk to Alexandria. So they're like throwing paper in her hair and doing all kinds of stuff um, because it's kind of the only way that she really knows how to get Alexandria's attention and hope that maybe she will eventually like her. And in the book, Ryan and her friend group kind of go over and something happens and they inadvertently, like Alexandria inadvertently falls off of the roof and breaks her arm. And so now she's like super upset because she has been going up on the roof every night since she was a little girl because her mom is an astronaut um, and is in space. And so she is trying to get like the, the radio signals from the spaceship so that she can kind of hear her mom's voice and she's never met her mother before or anything like that. And so, and so how things kind of start to come around is that Ryan goes to Alexandria's house and now since Alexandria has a broken arm, she picks her up and kind of helps her climb up to the roof um, using the skylight in the bedroom. And she stays up there on the roof. And so it's almost like a, like a enemies to lovers kind of, like, you know, enemies to friends to lovers sort of thing. And they literally, like, they're still hating each other, but she's still helping the other person out. Um, Wait, is this, what was the name of this book? Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry. (laughs) It's called, um, it's called The Weight of the Stars by Kate Ingram. And it is just such a beautiful, like, just such a beautiful story because it just their friendship unfolds so beautifully and you still see like all this stuff happening with all these other friends who are dealing with their own problems and I really appreciate Ryan because her way of solving everything is just to punch people and so I just (laughs) I I get it (laughs) um so it was it's it's a really delightful um, it's a really good book with a very sweet romance, and I cried like a baby at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like that one a great deal. Adding it to my TBR. Yeah, Yay. that's all. And then real quick, I just wanted to mention, like, the ultimate, quote-unquote, unlikable heroine. Rowan, as I like to call her, Rowan motherfucking Summerweight <laughs> from Goddess with the Blade by Lauren Dane. Oh. <laughs> I do every time I tell my friends every time I talk about this to somebody especially in person I'm like I'm like oh my god this care this book it has Rowan motherfucking Summerweight and I'm like wait I mean her name is actually Rowan Summerweight the author does not have motherfucker in the middle that's just me <laughs> so she Rowan Summerweight kicks a lot of vampire ass she's a vampire slayer and a lot of people do not like her because she has a very strong personality. She does not take shit from anybody. She definitely will put people in their place, including her love interest. And she's just, and she shows like a vulnerable side and there's, she's very, very layered and she's really, and she's really wonderful. So I, I love Rowan Summerweight and I want everyone to read that book. Yeah. She's a real badass. She is. What's it called again? Goddess with a Blade. Goddess with a Blade. I've never heard of that. Ooh, it's so good. I'm adding it right now. Yay. All right. Does anyone else have any recommendations? I don't think so. No, I I slided mine in in the early beginning. I guess I have one more, though. Another Beverly Jenkins plug. Okay. It's my favorite Beverly Jenkins book, which is Breathless. And it's part of her old West trilogy. What number is it? Number two. And it features oh, my girl, Portia. She does not want to get married. 
Um, she's just same girl. Hard, same. She doesn't want to get married. <laughs> she had a hard life growing up with a mother who was a whore who didn't like her and basically, you know, fending fending guys off and the potentially the potential of you know her being something that could be sold to, unfortunately. So the mother really just gives her and her sister away. And Eddie, Eddie, who you and I talked about today, Melinda, or did we talk about it yeah. yesterday? No, that was today. Today ends up having, you know, ends up assuming care. So her aunt ends up assuming care first. And she grows up and she just, she's really independent. She wants to be a bookkeeper. She's just, she rides, she can do roofing. She's great with numbers. She doesn't like to cook, nor does she know how. And she's just like, why do I want to get married? Why do I want to get tied down? And she's not that nice, but she falls in love with a great guy. He's an alpha feminist. So I do love that about him. He's, he has a strong will, but he's totally, he wants to be her partner. He wants to be her partner in life. He doesn't want to lord over her, make decisions for her. He just wants to go through life with her. And I love that. I relate to her so much, just being, just having a hard life and just kind of being independent and a little thorny. And it's like, he, he's just her perfect, her perfect partner. So I love that book. And I love her, even though um, she's not uh, the nicest girl. We love a not so nice girl. So we really do. <laughs> we really, really do. Well, thank you so much. Well, so first off, I want to thank you, Fumi, so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, guys. You guys are wonderful. Oh, Make so sure to you. let everyone know where they can find you. Yes, they can find me on Twitter. So when Fumi met romance or at Fumi, F-U-N-M-I reads H-E-A's. And on Instagram, I am when Fumi met romance and I'm chatting over there about books too. So that's how you can reach me. We will make sure that we have all of that information in our show notes. We make sure that you all never have to like wonder like, oh my God, where's my pencil and pen? Where's my paper? I got to write this stuff down. Rom book pod got, we got you. And um, I just want to say that really you should just follow all the people that we follow. <laughs> yes. So, and I have a Twitter shout out and actually it's not just a Twitter shout out. It is a new podcast and she is wonderful. Her name is Essie and she has a new podcast. I think it's, I've listened to two episodes now. So it's called Love Essie and it's about romance and she talks about Nalini Singh. So, you know, you're going to love it because hello, Nalini, but she's really funny. She's on Twitter at, uh, at Malesi, but the, the podcast is called Love Essie. I highly recommend it. If you like us, you're going to love her. So I definitely think you should follow her because she talks about romance and definitely listen to the podcast too. Ooh, yes. sweet. Definitely go so follow her. Oh, yay. That is awesome. So thank you all so much for listening. And I just want to challenge you next time when you're looking for a book to read or if you're reading a book that has a protagonist that is perhaps more prickly than, than you are used to, you know, keep going for it anyway. Keep reading. Keep keep going. And let us know about your own your own books, your favorite books that have that have prickly or quote unquote unlikable, but now very likable um, <laughs> protagonists, because we definitely want to hear it. And thank you so much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours, a new weekly podcast celebrating inclusive romance one trope at a time. If you like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, 
please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at rombookpod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.